0: welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 199. It's hard to believe we're almost up to 200.
1: 199. That's awesome.
0: So our topic today is for coaches balancing out finishing the current season while you're already starting to plan for next season and what that means and what that looks like and why it's an impossible situation. We can't do both, can we? It's an impossible situation that you've created for yourself. So congratulations. But before we get into that... Let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And take advantage of that EFP20. It helps to support the podcast, and it saves you an additional 20% on an already very affordable super product. So then, also thinking about supporting the podcast, let's talk about patreon.com. If you're in a position where you can help us, if you see value in what we're doing, we would love for you to become a patron. We're talking about 5 10 or $20 a month. We've got a great group of to go along with our topic today. Hey, right. we're just looking for a couple of more patrons to go along with our already amazing group. We've <laughs> we had do. a great core of people that have supported us and have been really loyal to the program. But we just need a couple more of you to come on board to fill out the roster. Right. How does that sound for the uh, topic for today? But so seriously, if you're in a position where you can, and we've been talking about this nonstop now for over a year. Uh, we, we did really well in 2022. We've done well so far in 2023. We are so close to breaking even. I was
1: going to say, when you say well, we're means yeah. we're, we're not...
0: Yeah, we, we've gone from losing hundreds of dollars a going month... Going out
1: of pocket as much. To,
0: yeah, we're, and being many thousands of dollars in the hole over a five-year run to we're losing it's a little, a little bit every month. I yeah. do appreciate those on board. So become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So, Don had a little bit of fun with that in the uh, Patreon discussion. But so here's what we want to talk about. In the perfect world, here's what I think should happen we finish this season, figure out who's coming back, and then we start working on next season. Kind of how it used to be. Once upon a time, I think that was pretty much how it was. Well, nowadays, whether it's the transfer portal in the college game or the silly season in the travel ball world, the or super, honestly, even the should I sell my house and move to a new school district world of school ball. The super shuffle. Yeah, it it never stops. And it seems to be starting earlier and earlier. So teams that I know are still playing already advertising on Facebook and people you know looking at the idea of tryouts for next year when we haven't even finished this year yet just really hits me in a, in a bad
1: place. Tori, we've worked ourselves right into this, and you're exactly right from what you said in the intro there. We've created it. We've done this, and it's one of those deals where I don't want to miss out if I don't get started before the other organization. Somebody's going to make a commitment that might have liked my group better. Right. So if they're going to have their tryouts on the fifteenth, I should have mine the week before on the eighth. Then someone else is doing it on the first, and, and someone you know, else is so doing forth. it the month, month, month before, and month before, and before you know it, yeah. We're... So so how do, how do I not miss out on really good athletes for my group? I know that history has shown that I've got two kids probably that you know, didn't get enough playing time or whatever, and they're likely to, to leave us. But we've got to add quality. And if all the quality already picked, what's going to happen?
0: Well, I would flip that around and say, well, how do you know what you need? Yeah, again. You just, you're just you just grabbing the, the, the best players you can find and hope that it all fits together somehow. The,
1: this is the whole conundrum, right? Right.
0: So here, here's the thing. The, this balancing act that so many teams are undertaking, to me, is symptomatic of So many of the things that I wrote about in the what's wrong with travel ball and really what's wrong with sports in general, the blog series that I wrote about what's wrong with travel ball, that got so much traction for all of you that thought it was done. Guess what happened when I finished the last episode and I switched over to what's right. You had more. I got 25 or 30 messages of other things that people thought I was still going to talk about with what's wrong. So there's going to be part two of the what's wrong coming (laughs) eventually, but I want to finish up what's right first. But so this whole thing of you know keeping up with the Joneses, is making sure that we get the right players, making sure that we're ahead of everybody else in the competitive race to try to get those players is really kind of messed up because I don't care what anybody says. You cannot be really focused on what you're doing with this team right now. And do them justice. And do them justice when you're already thinking about the next team and the next group. And now, as a college coach, I can tell you, I know exactly what this feels like, because in college, you're always recruiting. From a college coach's perspective, I can tell you that I basically had, in my last couple of years, we were recruiting very young players. We were watching, seriously watching and trying to evaluate seventh graders for the future. So it was a pretty intense system. But I basically had a spreadsheet that had you know eight or ten columns on it, and it was the The seniors on the team right now that are going to be graduating, the juniors that were going to be seniors, the freshmen that were going to be sophomores, the kids that we signed that were going to be freshmen, the juniors that we had commitments from that were hopefully going to sign, and on down to the kids in the younger classes that we were hoping to get. And it was this never ending struggle of trying to balance what we had with what we thought we were going to need. And it was a pretty complicated and daunting thing. And now that was back in the day before the transfer portal. So you had some pretty consistent ideas. You know, you would occasionally, once in a while, have a player leave. The list worked. But the yeah. list worked if you took a list that had this year's seniors back when they were freshmen, you know, that group was fairly, you know, accurate for who was still on the team when sure. they were seniors. And so you could kind of map it out and plan a little bit. Well, nowadays, I feel a lot of sympathy for my college coaching friends because they can find out, you know, at, you know, any point in time that somebody that they were really banking on and really counting on is going to leave. And so now that after
1: a national championship game, yeah, Yeah. even
0: even after you go 63 and one and win the national championship and you're the most valuable player of the national championship series, that even that player can decide they're going to go someplace else. Yeah. So now for the college coaches, they're getting a taste of what I think travel ball coaches have been doing for a really long time. The never ending cycle of lose one, replace one, lose one, replace one, you know, anticipate that you're going to lose one or two, so you're already replacing them. Even if you don't them. know who yeah. or what they are. You're, you're already replacing them before you even know. And so what this really kind of feels like more to me, those of us that have been around college athletics for a long time, we know that recruiting college baseball is a million times harder than recruiting any other sport. Because in baseball, you're recruiting kids that also have the option of going professional. You That's have, crazy, play, you have players on your team that could go professional, but you don't know. Yep. And then you add in on top of that, the transfer portal now. So being a college baseball coach now has got to be like one gun to the head, 24 hours a day, just wondering you know how much more you can stand. But so you had the potential problem of, well, if they all come back, then I've got too many. If they all leave, I don't have enough. And,
1: if you're and prom- hoping that somewhere in the middle is where you fall. Promising scholarships out to kids that end up getting drafted, and you've skipped up on others that have committed to other places. Right. Yeah.
0: And so I think that, that that's probably a little closer scenario for what the travel ball model has become. So here's my take on it. I think you need to do everything you can within every possible logical stretch of the imagination to be 100% committed to the team you're coaching now first. And anything you're doing, team building, recruiting, potentially trying out new players, needs to be within the structure of, and with the idea that it's not taking anything away, not taking any of my time, effort, or energy away, that I'm not shorting one kid who's on the current team now thinking that I'm going to replace them with somebody better next year. You know The whole thing of how do we find that balance between coaching this team and still building next year's team, we have to figure out how to compartmentalize it to the point where we can take care of job one without anything distracting you from it.
1: It's totally tricky because you do feel like you're going to be missing out. Communication, I think, Tori, and having a a good handle on what's going on with your group and letting them feel comfortable to let you know you know it's like hey you know we're not really we're going to stick through the season not really excited about the direction we're headed we're likely to be looking you right. know knowing those kind of things i think might help you know help from a organization or from a team standpoint right making good decisions stuff like that but i like the idea of finishing this season dealing with the next season whatever happens happens but giving a full commitment to the kids that are there with you now is really important.
0: Well, there was a, a post I read on Facebook the other day that was a coach who had a player come to them and say, at the end of the season, I'm going to be switching teams. And that coach was basically asking, is it okay for me to stop playing this player and stop letting her contribute to the team because I know she's leaving. So why should I give those innings to her when I can give them to somebody else? And the responses were pretty much universal that. She's done the exact right thing. She t- she told yeah. you the truth, so you can start to plan for the future. Yeah, and if you mess with her now and treat her badly because you're mad because she's leaving, you can count on all the other players on your team forevermore yeah. never telling you the truth because they're going to just you know dump it on you at the end instead of giving you the heads up as this girl did. So you know, I think that the That's a good lesson, yeah, the the general you know consensus in the travel ball world is that. If a player is on your team this year, coach them like they're on your team. And if you know they're not coming back, you still coach them until the last inning of the last game of the last tournament, like you would have you know, any other player all year long. And if that's when you give them a hug and say thanks and you know, good luck, then at least they treated you the right way. And because you treated her the right way, hopefully the next person will do the same thing. So here's my take on it. I said it before do everything you can to coach your butt off with this team till the last pitch of the last inning of the last game, make sure that you're doing that. If it works out that you missed out on a potential good player because you didn't try them out earlier, because you didn't to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing, then that comes back to one of our bigger discussions all along. You should still be able to be a successful team and a successful coach with a different player who might not be quite as talented because you're a good coach. Now, is it as easy or is it as much fun or is it as glorifying as maybe you got you know, that really good player because you screwed over one of your current players together? get her? I don't gonna, see that's that. That's going to be
1: another topic that we've got to cover, Tori, where we are just over-recruiting our current roster,
0: right? You know, but and so letting to me, people go. So yeah. to me, if you're if you're a good coach and you're doing things the right way, you're going to have enough loyalty with your team, yes. That you should have a good nucleus coming back every year, and that good nucleus should be enough that you can build on without having to get that one superstar player that's going to make you a good team. Because that's or not. just
1: how we do things here, right?
0: So have the consistency. Treat all the kids the way you're supposed to. Coach them until the last possible chance to coach them. If they leave, wish them well. And then find somebody that you can plug in that's going to be the same kind of player as the other kids that are coming back. And if that means you didn't get the superstar mega player that you might have got trying her out earlier, then so be it. And I still think you're doing things the right way.
1: No, I think that's a good message for sure, Tori.
0: All right, so, Don, that's going to wrap up number 199. Make sure that you support our sponsor, The Anderson Bad Company. Become a patron if you can, slash everything fast pitch. Make sure you check out the fastpitchprep.com website. You can order your square cuts training discs there. And if you have questions, comments, ideas, you want to tell Coach Don and I that we're wrong about something, reach out to us via email at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Now, we'd love to talk about stuff that you're interested in, and I'm always up for a pretty good debate. If you want to come on and tell me I'm crazy about something, that's fine, too. We can get you on and, and add you to the discussion.
1: We can We can change our view every now and then.
0: And we'd love to have
1: people try to try to do that for yeah. us. So
0: so that's gonna wrap up number one ninety nine for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.